you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit the bell notification button. They got this free service over there on the YouTube, the kids call it, or sometimes they call it the YT. I don't know why they call it the YT, but you can go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss, hit the bell notification. You will have this sense of completion that will flow over you like a cascading <laughs> eververse of wave and water, like you're standing in a beautiful fountain of wisdom and youth, and it will touch you and move you in ways that your significant others have never done for years. But if you do that, uh, just remember the Chris Voss show never judges you. It, it always loves you. Anyway, guys, go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to all the groups we have on Facebook. LinkedIn, Instagram, and all those sort of good stuff so you can see that. She's a returning guest on this show. I think we owe her a robe in a, when she hits five returning guests, but she's a returning guest. I feel like I'm doing Jeopardy. Returning guest on the Chris Voss Show. <laughs> Blanca Cobb is with us. She did a show uh, previously with us where we talked about body language. But Blanca, welcome to the Chris Voss Show. How art thou? Thank you. I am fantastic. Thank you for having me again. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Sorry for that intro. It's a little bland. A little. The coffee will kick in here in a second. <laughs> I thought it was a great intro. Well, what do I know? Oh, we're, we're working on it. Take in, uh, give us a bio and your uh, .com so people can learn more about you on the interwebage. <laughs> sure. I'm an internationally recognized body language expert, and I've been on a lot of TV shows for the past eight years or so where I'm talking about body language and dating and romance or body language, how to use it, how to understand it, and also figuring out when someone is lying to you. And I've been on big shows like the Steve Harvey show, the Today Show, Megan Kelly Today, The Doctors, Dr. Oz, and Dr. Drew, just to name a few. That's a lot of doctors. Yeah, I guess it is. It is a lot of doctors. I, I don't really have anything else to build on that except just to make that clarification that there is a lot of doctors on that list. So we were going to talk. We talked at your last show, and it was really brilliant. People can go back and listen to it, watch it on YouTube.com. Press that bell button to get that whole feeling thing I described earlier. And you help me actually pay more attention to how I'm doing when I'm, I actually move my camera around so I can try and look at people. Sometimes it doesn't mm -hmm. work because it's the zoom look. Somebody needs to come up with a term for that. But I try and make it look at, I'm looking at them. So I've got like usually a person's here and then here's the camera. And so I try and make it focus. But it, it, sometimes it is hard because you look at, I like to look at faces and in, into eyes sure. because then I can really see the windows of the go. soul, see if they're lying to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So we want to talk today about, tell us what we're about to talk about. We're going to talk about lying, why people lie. And then what do you do if somebody's lying and how do you figure out? Is it possible to figure out? Is there one tell or is there more than one tell to figure out if somebody's lying to you? It's a really is, hot topic. Is lying a thing in life? Are there a lot of people who lie? Yes. Yes. And it's all how you define lying because, and the reason I say this, so before everyone starts laughing at me, the reason I'm saying that is because some lies are not all bad. The social oh. lies, the white lies that kind of help us with friendships and getting out of some situations. For example, do you really need to tell your mother that her pot roast sucks? Mm, no. Mm. Like seriously, what good is that going to do for the relationship? And then if you think about societal lies, Think about the holidays and there's a certain jolly old Saint Nick or the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. So some lies, my point is some lies are just not that bad. The bad ones are like, the, I call them the detonators. Like you drop it and it explodes everything. It can destroy businesses and families and relationships and people go broke. Think about the Bernie Madoffs of the world. It's just, you have some of those detonating lies. And that's what I really like to talk about is because sometimes people don't know what to look for in lies. And uh, it's always a hot topic, like I said. Let's start with the, uh, let's walk down a pathway here, if we will. And let me Ooh, just make a note like here. That. Note to self, quit selling mom. Her pot roast is garbage. <laughs> so there's that. Um, there's that. 
<laughs> I hope she'll forgive me because, yeah. So there's like little white lies that people tell. And our white lies are the little lies like you mentioned before, those lies like when your uh, significant other says to you, these, these pants look my butt look big. And you have to find the right answer, which is never the right answer, because there is no right answer to that question. Uh, we all know it's going to be probably a little white lie, and, and she or he or significant other may know that's a little, little white lie. But isn't don't little white lies lead us down the pathway of good intentions to the big lie hell? They can. So you have to be careful with that. So a white lie that's really going to make somebody feel good. Maybe the truth is that the pants, they don't like the way the pants look, but you can find something positive in it. Or at, or seriously, if you know that you say, mm, you know, really, mm -mm, they're not flattering, then you know you're going to be sleeping on the couch by yourself tonight. So you pick and choose what you're going to say. What gets people in trouble is when they end up lying for no reason at all. I think that's a song lyric. But I think when people lie for no reason at all, and then it just becomes habit. It's like, mm -hmm. why are you going to lie about the small stuff? For example, what did you do with my car keys? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but you just saw them move them, but they're telling you they don't know what they did with the car keys. So that's a silly example, but I, I illustrate that silly example to let you know people lie about nothing, that they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just tell them the truth that you didn't want to talk to them instead of uh, that you were taking a shower? Whatever yeah. the situation is. It's easier just to say, I don't really give a fuck about you or yes. your keys. Why don't you go fuck off? And uh, <laughs> there's my seventh divorce. Damn it. Again. Wow. The, and when people tell these lies, you're right. There are people that, especially narcissists, make lying a sport. Like, it's just, just a sport. And there's some politicians, too, that do it. And, and they do it just to do it. But like we talked about before the show, I've seen people that there's an interweb they're building or a network or a house of cards that they're building where just one lie begets another lie that begets another lie. And literally, I used to look at the arc of some of my friends' little stacks, and I'd be like, if I take that card out there and I argue with you and we prove that's a lie, like, everything else about your life falls apart. Like, you just, you're crazy, man. You bring up a really good point, because when you get caught in one big lie, then people start questioning everything that has ever happened since the beginning of time that involves you. Mm-hmm. Because then they, they start, like, they're inspecting it. They're like Inspector Gadget. They're the detective. They're trying to pick apart everything. And it's really, it's not good. Right? Yeah. It just causes a, a lot of problems. But some of the reasons that people lie is not only because they want to make feel, somebody feel good, but they also want to protect themselves. They don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to mm. start trouble. Sometimes it's easier to say a small lie than to get into this whole conversation about something that isn't important to them. Yeah. People lie because they don't want to get caught. We all know that one. Even young children do that. They don't want to. They don't want to tell mommy that they got into the cookie jar before dinner, even though they have chocolate chips crumbs around their mouth. Everybody does it. They just change the lie over time. So that's me. I'm usually like munching on the cookies and the crumbs are falling <laughs> on my mouth. They're like, do you get in the cookie jar? No, I, I, no I'm not, not at all. I don't know what you're talking about. The dogs are in it. Yeah, the dogs. <laughs> but I imagine sometimes I think... I, in my analogy, and you're a professional, I'm not, but I've seen a few lies uh, in my day. My analogy is, is sometimes it's almost like laziness. It's more work to tell the truth. Like okay. a lot of reasons like you cited, but for some people, it's just like a longer explanation. And you're just like, it's easier to just say, I don't know, than do the whole thing. Like one of the th fact, things we had at my companies was the uh, unasked question is the unanswered question. The unasked question is the... Oh, now I can't remember it. I'm like George. I'm becoming George Bush Jr. in my old age. The only wrong question is the unanswered question. I think is it was something along those lines. But basically, it was to encourage people to ask questions. And you know, a lot of people just lie. And you'd say, "Do you understand how to do the work? You just went through training. Do you understand what to do?" And then, yes, I do. I understand everything. And they go on whatever they go on, and they burn down half your company because they they don't. <laughs> follow the training and you're just like wait you, i thought you said you knew that and they're like well, it's too complex to to explain to you chris i need to redo the training and you're like great i didn't need that hundred grand at all so we'll just rebuild whatever that was you destroyed but yeah the one thing we learned is the the one person who never doesn't ask the honest question is the most dangerous but they absolutely let me interrupt you right there because you did something that is perfect and yet i'm sure you don't even realize it so earlier when you were given this example you said do you understand the training and you're like yep i understand the training so I'm paraphrasing there, but you notice the, the incongruency. Uh, when I, when I uh -huh. shake my head this way? You, yeah, yeah, when you're shaking your head, no, but you're saying, yes, I understand something. 
And that, when you see that, because it happens a lot with people, then you need to question yourself like, wait, what did I just see? Mm. Does he or does he not understand? And so in a situation like that, I would just tell people to ask again, but it's all in how you that was really interesting because I didn't think about that, but I don't spend a lot of time watching me, but I should, probably should. I can't see myself on the screen. So, but yeah, it was weird that I did that, huh? I shook my head. There's the tell, as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All tells are different for people. One common are they really? misconception, yes, is that you can easily figure out when somebody's lying. And it's not that easy. It's, there's an art and science to it. If it, This is how I explain to people and to my clients. If it were that easy to figure out when somebody's lie, when someone is lying, then there wouldn't be a need for the innocence project. Innocent people wouldn't be going to jail for a crime they didn't commit. There wouldn't be such a high false confession rate if it was easy to see through a lie because then that means the investigators, the attorneys, the judges would be able to see right through it. So it isn't that easy. Mm-hmm. And, but you can't you know, get a sense. Politicians would actually do what they say they'll do, get jobs and fix things. Like they mm-hmm. never do. <laughs> but they lie every time. It's really weird too how we have that in our in our society where we expect to be lied to by politicians and when they lie to us, we go, Yeah, that's fine. Sure. What the hell? I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I thought it made some <laughs> social statement that means nothing. Because I, what you're saying, though, holds true for a lot of people. A lot of people, when they think of politics, they think of liars. There are a lot of promises that are said but not completed. They're not acted on. Mm-hmm. So how do we tell who's lying to us? And then we'll talk about what we should do about it, maybe. Yeah. So when you have a sense that someone's lying to you, you don't want to make an automatic assumption that they are. What happens a lot of times is whatever baggage you have, whatever experiences you've had with somebody else in the past, you take it and you put it on the next person and it isn't fair and it isn't right and it isn't just. But it's fun. I tell people, (laughs) okay, maybe for some people, but you start by figuring out what somebody's baseline behavior is. So this is how they typically present themselves, how they typically answer questions, how, what makes them. So for example, I tend to be, a little animated when I talk and I talk with my hand because I'm animated and I talk with my hands and I change my tone of voice and all that it is that I do. When you notice a difference, then it'd be like, wait, something's up with Blanca, but here's the deal. You don't know what is up with me. Mm. So that's, what's really important. So if I were to ask you, if you think about somebody who you spent a lot of time with, how do you know that person's pissed? I bet you could sit here and give me a couple of nonverbal cues that you've noticed mm-hmm. that indicates to you that they're pissed. Would you agree uh, with that? Folding their arms? Yep. For Going some people, quiet. it can be. Some people can fold their arms. Other people can get quiet. Absolutely. Some people, mm-hmm. the jaw will twitch. Others will look away. Some people might snicker. So there isn't just one way, but the point is you're paying attention. Mm. So you get a sense of how they are. And when there's a change in that behavior, that's your aha moment. But that's where you have to ask questions to find out what's really going on. So that's one of the first steps in trying to figure out when something isn't right. But keep this in mind. Someone might show a shift in behavior, not because they're lying, but because maybe it's triggering a memory for them of something that they don't like or something they haven't thought of in a long time. Or maybe they heard a news story. So that's why you have to be very careful in not making assumptions. Yeah, the people I'm around a lot to let me know when they're pissed off is using my two huskies. So they either pee on the floor or they uh, chew something. <laughs> they're pretty good, though. They don't do that anymore. But they usually let me know. They just give me that look like, we could probably eat you in your sleep. So you should probably give us some or else. <laughs> That's hysterical. But see... What you've done if you studied your dog's baseline behavior when they're upset. And that's a, that's a really good example. Yeah. Happens, I usually wake up and there's people. like a face in my face <laughs> with a nose. And it's like looking at me. My big Siberian shadow, uh, she used uh-huh. to come up to me and sleep. And she'd just get like right in your face and just sit there until you woke up. And it was quite alarming. <laughs> I think so. I'd be like, wait, what? Well, what she'd, be in the, she'd be in the dark and in black and white. But this is nothing oh. about lying. So I don't know why I'm. <laughs> it's baseline behavior what she does yeah. what she typically does that's what we're talking yeah. about I, she didn't really do that i'm clearly oh now you're, now you're pulling my leg no i no, she really did that but <laughs> anyway i don't know i'm just making fodder really at this point so, so then, uh, when you listen to step. people's words we listen to people's words so you could get a sense of their baseline behavior and then you ask questions right you want to 
see if what you're seeing is real or not, because we're not robotic, which means we're going to flicker and move and whatever as we're talking. So you have to be careful with that. But listening to what somebody says. So if they're telling you a story about something that happened in the past tense, whether it was five days ago or five years ago, the verb tense should be what? In the past tense. If they're telling you a story that's in the past tense, but they're using present tense, that should give you pause because what's that telling you is that they're creating it in the moment. Oh, so more than likely, that's not a true story. Mm. That's, that's a perfect good. example. Yeah. Yeah. So they're to pay attention. I'm trying to think of somebody that does that. I don't know. Like, People who so, initially get busted example? and they're trying to figure up, figure out what to say. Oh, okay. Oh, so they're making up a story to fill in what they're missing to say. Okay. Now I'm going to start watching some more politicians, I guess, lately. (laughs) You do this politician thing. They're the easiest guys to watch for lies. I I used to have a real problem with gaslighting. I still do. I don't like it. One of my, maybe it's really good that I don't like being gaslit. Like, I, I used to be really bad with my temper. If people gaslit to me and lied to me and fuck with me or manipulated me, that that didn't end well. Like I got just a little too angry back in those days, and I've since uh, mellowed in my old age. But I mean, that could be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Judge polygraph? No, I've actually mellowed in my old. I'm just getting too old to fire up the blood pressure, like fire up the heart that much anymore. <laughs> Dude, you got to calm down because you're gonna you're gonna have a heart attack. But no, it's when people gaslight me, they lie to you. That's that, they are. That just They're makes, challenging your reality, your sense of reality, yeah. your sense of what happened. They're telling you that you're nuts, you're crazy, and it's not possible what you're saying. Yeah. And see, I know. See, here's the thing. I know I'm nuts and I know I'm crazy, <laughs> but I know what the truth is. There you go. I'm putting that on the shirt. You can order that at. Uh, you can order that. ChrisVoss.com. Crazy. <laughs> or the ChrisVossShow.com. That's going to be the new Chris Voss slogan. He's crazy. He's nuts, <laughs> but it's the truth. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that worked pretty good, didn't it? Yeah, that was an accident. Uh, I like that. That is a shirt. So back to our topic again. About second, you, let me interrupt you for just a second. Okay. Earlier, you talked about being angry, and mm-hmm. that made me think that's another reason why some people will lie. If they feel they can't tell you the truth because you can't handle the truth because you're going to get angry, it is so much easier to say, "I don't know, don't remember, not having this conversation." See ya. I like getting angry. I used to, <laughs> I used to get so fired up when people fuck with me. What did you I, get out of that? I want to know. What I'm did that do for you? In the world. I, I'm the nicest guy in the world, but if people are like the angriest, poker, nicest guy in the world, is that what you're telling me? You got to keep a balance. Be nice to the nice people. <laughs> be viciously fucking mean to the mean people. Those are the two rules. The Chris Wells rules. Be nice <laughs> to the nice people. Don't hurt the nice people. The nice people. A lot of people in life. I don't want to go off of this segue, but a lot of people in life. They don't separate the mean people, the vicious people from the nice people, and they just go and be shitty to everybody. And that's why there's the Chris Voss rule. Nice to the nice people, be viciously mean to the mean people. And what's nice is I have to save up all that niceness to the nice people, even though sometimes uh-huh. I may not feel like being nice. And I'll have to, right. I'll like, okay, I got to be nice. There's a lot of niceness going on right now. And I really would like to, I, it's been a week since I've taken someone's head off. And then you meet that one person that just, you know, decides to poke at you with the little barbecue stick. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah. oh, thank God you're here. I've been just waiting <laughs> for you. And I don't know. That's just bit. Your story, do you know what this reminds me of? Dexter. Did you ever see that show? <laughs> Wait, didn't. I'm a serial killer now. <laughs> no, 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 because he only took out the bad people. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, I never. That's what your story reminded me of. He would only kill the bad people who who got away with murder. That's the real thing in life. I learned that by antithesis through uh, someone who's I was related to, and they taught me you you be nice to the nice people, and the people who love you, the people will love you. You take care of the people you love you, but the people yeah. who people are mean and people lie to you. You got to be like, hey, man, do I knock it off? But no, I usually like calling that shit out because that's because I'm just waiting for somebody to be a shithead because I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to do my thing. <laughs> no, I, just, I have issues. Can you tell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all know that. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Couple. But I think you hammed it up just because we're on your show. I did. I got to bury the body, though, later from, from the mail. <laughs> for another day. So once we're done with the show, I got to go deal with all that. We have two great stuff. diggers, I'm assuming, your dogs, right? They can help you dig. Yeah, they dig. They dig. I've taught them. I give them a bone or two <laughs> off the leg of the UPS man. UPS. And uh, UPS is always nice. It's going to be the U.S. Postal Service person. That's the person I'm 
going with first. That's my thing, Judge. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've segued way off your lying context. So let's get back to that. But it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. Well, you know, a lot of people always want to figure out if somebody's lying to them. But what's interesting is that some people, after they find out the truth, they do nothing with the truth. And it, it's a head scratcher for me because I'm wondering, why do you even want to know if somebody's lying if you're not going to do anything about it? So what if it's confirmed? Now you brought a downpour of emotions on you where you feel like you can't trust your partner or whoever it is you're questioning, but you do nothing with that information. To me, it's better to not know if you're not going to do anything with it. So is it, it seems to me, and I, we talked before the show about how a lot of my married couple friends, I, I you know, I've been divorced six or seven times. I really <laughs> haven't. That's just a joke that I do. I've never been married. I've always been really happy and never got tired of it. So I just never settled down. And, uh, <laughs> but a few of my friends, they got tired of being happy. They got married and there's a lot, there's a lot of lying that goes on in some of these relationships. And at what point, you know, you, what you said earlier about how people tell lies and then they, you don't call them or not you specifically, but people don't call them out on them. And then they stack. And then you kind of, you start looking at that person like this person's a motherfucking liar. And you start hating them or resenting them or thinking about putting a pillow over their face at night when they're asleep, <laughs> stuff like that. Burying <laughs> them in the backyard, feeding a bottle one of the dogs. We've all been there. Nobody else wants to admit it. That's the problem. Or you just, you just, bold yeah. enough to admit it. Well, it's deflection. <laughs> See, what I'm doing is I'm accusing other people of doing it. It's kind of like that Jack's guy, Jackson guy. Yeah. I'm accusing other people of doing it. And then you'll be like, Chris is always talking about someone else doing it. It clearly would never be him. That's right. He's not projecting how he feels on the other people. Yeah. Note to self, Blanca has accused me of being Dexter. She has a perception (laughs) that I'm a serial killer. So we're telling serial killer jokes to her. So there's that. But no. For the record, I loved Dexter, the character, and loved the show. Yeah. Note to self, keep an eye on Blanca. She's had way too much training on serial killer and how to hide a body in plastic and blood. (laughs) See, I'm not a blood person, so I can't deal with. I, I think I tried to watch Dexter one time, and that's just anything that's got that much red. Not for Chris Voss, no, not for me. But uh, so, should you call people out on lies? Then, like you were saying, when people that's lie, should you go, question. "Hey, man, that right there—that's a lie." Not necessarily, particularly if you want you. If you know that they're lying, you get a sense that they're lying, but you really want for them to tell you the truth. It's not a good idea to call them out. I'm going to give yeah. you a good example. If you think about sales professionals when they're talking to prospective customers. These objections, aka lies. There's no point you as a sales professional to call out a customer and say, you know what? I think you're lying to me right now. No, what's it going to do? There's no business means no money. No money means bankruptcy. So that's not what you're going to do. Instead, you use that information and figure out, okay, they didn't feel comfortable telling me X, Y, and Z, but I'm getting the sense that they're not liking something. How can you as a sales professional flip that script where they feel understood right? The silent message understood, and then you change it for them. Now that's the way to make someone like you and trust you and want to do business with you. Hmm. That's a very interesting topic. I like that. That's a good uh, training tool for sales and stuff. Uh, Would would it also a good way to do that? Would it be like, uh, you just look at somebody when they're lying to you and you go, is that your final answer? (laughs) You could. That's what I'm going to start doing. fun with it. Next time I'm in a relationship, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like... So I'm going to be like that dude on what's it on? You want to be a millionaire? I'll be like, mm-hmm. so is that your final answer? Do you, do you want to call in a, do you want to call in a, a lifeline, uh, lifeline <laughs> for that uh, thing? You're, you going with that? You going with that? And I'll just give them the what the eye is, but I'm going to make it up someday. <laughs> but you make it playful and, and it just depends on, on what your ultimate goal is. And letting somebody know that they're lying. Sometimes it's better just to keep that information to yourself to see if it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Particularly with parents and their teenage kids. You want to, you, you jump in and you save your kids or you just, all right, I'm getting the sense that maybe they did take the 20 off of the dresser, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. watch. Just watch mm-hmm. and see. So sometimes there can be some learning lessons in life that you might want to use. I know a lot of times when spouses, they, they don't trust each other, whether it's... Uh, <laughs> They're not paying the rent or they're, I don't know, doing drugs or perhaps they're stepping out. 
you describing all my previous six my previous six marriages? <laughs> have you been reading my divorce decrees? Now that you mention it, damn it, all eight of them. Eight of them. Oh yeah, six, eight. See, I'm always lying about that. <laughs> but you did something that an honest person does, and so that truly was a little test for you. What a majority of time happens when someone's being honest, they'll correct misinformation. Oh. A liar tends not to correct information. Mm. They want you believe that's on you. That is your responsibility. And if you're gonna go with it, you're not gonna call me on it, then hey, I'm good. Okay. That's a little trick right there for everybody. I gotta I gotta come back to that and remember that in the show because basically I'm reverse engineering the show on how to be a better liar. So that's what I'm doing. So I think another way to when you catch somebody lying, here's how you deal with it. You put the flashlight up to their face and like <laughs> derogation. Like, yeah. You hit them with the phone book a couple times, just like the cops do in the New York City. Oh boy. The New York City thing. Those of you will have to watch that on YouTube if you want to see what I just did there. But uh, yeah, you just shine the light in their face. You hold that thing. You put them at the steel desk there. Maybe handcuff them to the desk and you're like, is that your final answer? <laughs> Better you hook him better. You're so you morbid. Go. You come at this from an aggressive standpoint. I'm like, watch what you say. Think about the intention. Yeah. You're the beauty. I'm the beast. I just, <laughs> I'm a bull in a china shop. So that's how I'm going to handle it. You're just like, look at their cues and then just still be nice to them. And I'm like, fuck them. Hit him in the head with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We approach, I don't know. There's more friend. than one way to solve a problem, right? There There's is. There's more than one way to cross that finish line. That's what I always tell the judge. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't believe me, but uh, there's that. So what else have we covered in, in this understanding lying more? Maybe some other tips that people can use to figure out if somebody's lying to them. So there I talked go. about the tenses, right? If something happened in the past, you want to make sure you're listening to, or they're saying past tense, using past tense verbs, but then also whether someone accepts responsibility. Mm. And so what I mean by this is we use the personal pronoun I because we did something and we're claiming ownership of it. I got up at five o'clock in the morning. Then I went to the gym, came home. I took a shower, got ready and went to work. So mm. what are you hearing there? You're hearing I. It's mm. very different than got up at five, hit the gym, took a shower, went to work. What are you missing? You're missing that personal pronoun I. When wow. you're not hearing those pronouns, you have to stop and ask yourself, hey, what's happening? What gets people into trouble when they're trying to figure out if someone's lying to them? is that you put your own spin on it. You put your own interpretation on what mm. they're saying instead of actually listening to the words that come out of their mouth. Okay. And then when you finally figure out they're lying to you, it's like, how did this happen? How did, this ha how did I not catch it? How could I be so stupid? Sometimes though, I will say there's super slick liars out there, super mm -hmm. slick. But then other times it's because you're really not paying attention to what's in front of you. And that's how you miss the cues. The slick liars I always get. The better the silver tongue, the better the story, the slicker the story. I always the get those things. If you got <laughs> what that does that mean, silver tongue? Uh, silver tongue, yeah, it's where you just you just have this real, you can really, you can lie like really well. At least that's what I think it means. I don't know. You just have this silver tongue that just can speak all the right words. Those are usually the guy, a lot of guys who are in text messaging girls and they're sitting down writing fucking poems and scraping shit off the internet so they can say the perfect <laughs> things. A lot of scam artists have that, that, that silver tongue because they... You know, right? They know the way to spin you to get you to buy into, like we we mentioned the Bernie Madoff stuff and things. They know exactly how to how just give you. You'll hear people they'll say, "Well, it was so good. The story was so good." One thing that's interesting to me about all of my business life that I've always seen is I'll meet these people and I got ripped off once. I listened to this silver tongue dude and he told me a story and ripped me off. And so now I'm really careful about. Who rips me off? And I've heard that with relationships and a lot, lot of times the sales and business, sometimes with my our companies. And then later, you'd, you'd sell them, you'd be honest with them, sell them your product and stuff. And they'd be like, I don't trust you. I'm going someplace else. And then later on, we'd follow up with them or something right here from later. Sometimes in a mortgage business, we'd like a year later, they come back with whatever they went off and got from a competitor to be refinanced. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, holy shit, you got put like over a barrel. You got like an extra 4% of your interest rate and three times the fees we charge. What what the hell was going on? And they're like, really? Because they just really had a better story than you. And I'm like, and that's always jacked me all through my life, through relationships. The silver tongues will always beat me out because they've just got that thing. And a lot of liars, they practice a lot. Like we talked about before the show, some of my pathological narcissistic liar friends. And they practice the lie a lot. Like 
my one friend, he would tell you almost, it was like almost a schedule where he would go through all of his set of lies and they're all interconnected. And so if he started about whatever segment of the house of cards, he had to start going through the flow and stuff. And you'd just be like, you're practicing, aren't you? You're like, the story keeps getting better as you go along. So... That's a good point you bring up because sometimes what a liar will do is they'll test you exactly what you're saying. They're going to see what your response is. They're going to read your facial expressions and look at your manners and see if you're buying it or not. And depending if you're an easy sell, then it makes it easier for them to con you. And if you're a harder sell because you have a look of skepticism on your face or you're asking them a lot of questions, then they might back off. Because here's the deal. Most liars don't want to get caught. That's why they're lying. That's why they're hiding the truth. Yeah. Well, did I lie when I said that? I'm not sure. Blanca's <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> watching me. Fuck. I pulled up silver tongue, a tendency to be eloquent and persuasive in speaking. So it's where people just have that really good delivery. And since I'm always, I, since I'm always honest and then I don't really give a shit, that's part of my problem. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm just like, look, here's the honest fucking truth. If you want it, if you don't. I got shit to do, man. I don't have time for this whatever bullshit dance you want to play. If you want to get lied to and you're going to get the silver tongue and you want Bernie Madoff to come off the mountain and be like, we'll get you 55% return every month on your (laughs) plan or whatever the hell it is. You know, I mean, there's some people that are really good at that. And I've hired salespeople that they're pretty good at. I remember walking by one of my top sales guys. One time, and and he's, I think he was like 33-ish, or he's somewhere in his mid-30s or something. And he's talking to one of our clients on the thing, and he goes, you're 50, I'm 52. I'm just like you. We're in the same thing. And I was like, I pulled him aside after, and I'm like, dude, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to get rapport, but please don't let our clients, man, because he's going to come to the office. He's going to find out you're not 52. And I'm not sure I went far with him because he was kind of, he was a top sales cat, and there's always a little bit of fluffiness with their silver tongues but hence that's it's really interesting anyway i think what i'm trying to say is sometimes the honest people they just give it they just deliver it and it's not maybe as eloquent or fluffy or it's got the build on it that a lot of people like and they go for the build but then that's the bait and switch or the the tease or whatever you want to call it there you go so i don't know I don't know what that has to do with anything, really. I don't like dumbass stories that needs to get in a book somewhere so I can quit telling the story. I think that's half the reason I tell my stories. Trying to remember a lot of them. There's like four books there, especially the employee stories. So it is interesting. People, to me, there's a difference. So when I meet somebody and I'm just getting a straight from them and it's not fluffy and eloquent and built up and stuff and it sounds like they went to public school like I did, then I tend to believe them more. But when there's a lot of effort being put into it and a lot of grandiose, I think that's the word I'm looking for, grandiose, grandiosity to it, then you're, wait, this seems too good to be true. You're saying I get real estate after I die, but I give you money now? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. You do have to make sure that what somebody's telling you makes sense. Yeah, that's so there is problem. no there's no Pinocchio effect, right? There's not the nose is going to grow when you lie because mm. all of us wouldn't be able to fit in our homes or our cars anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we we all lie at some point from time to time, some more than others. I usually lie in the cookie jar thing. Were you in the cookie <laughs> jar? No, I wasn't. Did you have the burger and fries? No, I had a salad. Oh yeah, those are my lies. I'm sticking to them. <laughs> there you go. I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. but it makes me what you're saying brings up a a point for me makes me think that a lot of times with couples you have to get a definition of what lying means so before everybody Mm -hmm. starts laughing at me look someone might think an exaggeration is not a lie that's just adding flavor to a story where the other partner would be like uh no because if it's not the whole truth what is that saying tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So I hope you God, then it's a lie. So you can't even tweak something. So you really need to talk to your partner and figure this out. That's better than the flashlight thing. I think get a Bible and have them, have them, (laughs) have them put the hand on there. Just like you do in court, man, you know, read them the court thing. You ever heard of perjury? I mean, so many people under penalty of perjury. I've actually had, a, I think I've had a few of those conversations with ex-girlfriends where they're, where they give, you know, it's that talk. They're like, we have to talk. And you're like, fuck. And then, yeah, usually there is a Bible and it's under perjury, whatever your answers are. 
and you're just like holy shit we talked before the show too another good way to, to tell if someone's lying is to ram bamboo shoots underneath their fingernails like they used to do a nom <laughs> that was your idea not mine yeah, I, I thought it was constructive. It seems like a great way. It worked in, and I did, uh, I did, uh, what was it, two years in Nam? I, 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 what I do, I killed about two or three Vietnamese people, and uh, I've got a plate in my head still. It's nice. Yeah, it's better Wi Fi. But yeah, go with that. That's a real story? <laughs> huh? What? No, this is not a real story. Yeah, I was in Nam. You didn't believe I was in Nam? I got a plate in my head from it. No. You haven't seen the scar in my thing? No. Can you tell this him why? This is not a real story. <laughs> no, listen, I was, listen, I did kill some people in Vietnam. They were Vietnamese. I did kill some I people. I don't believe you. I did. It was last week. I was visiting. Yeah, see, I'm right. Yeah, I don't believe you. And I was right not to believe you. I actually stole that bit from a movie. <laughs> yeah. it's in love. I love that bit because people are like, you're a nom? I'll tell that to people. I'll be like in the store and I'll be like, I'll screw up somebody in the bag. Uh, yeah, man, it's okay, dude. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's that plate in my head from Nom. And they always look at me like, you look a little young for Nom. But I don't know. Then I laugh and they go, no security. <laughs> I love that laugh. That's awesome. But more about lying. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of mar- why don't a lot of marriages have lies? That's interesting to me. Like my first marriage, it ended. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> the first marriage didn't happen. Go ahead, Chris. So you know, I she, she I remember she said to me when we first started dating. She goes, "Do you love me?" And I didn't want her feelings, just like you mentioned. And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I love you." And she was like, okay. And then 20 years later, we have five kids or something. And then she's like, why are we getting divorced? You never really loved me, did you? And I'm like, yeah, I just kind of started with that first line. It snowballed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why people, like, I think we were talking before the show. A lot of my friends, I hear about their relationships and what they're up to. And I'm just like, I have better relationships with enemies than you have with your significant other. I don't know what's going on. You're like Decepticons over there with your whole... Yeah, the one person's like ordering shit and hiding packages from Amazon. She's got a separate account. He's got a mistress on the side or two. She's got a pool boy. They all know what's going on, but no one's like speaking the truth. Didn't I just describe like every marriage I know? I don't know. Probably. And it begs the question why stay together? It yeah. just drives me bonkers. There's so many people who stay in limbo instead of doing what their heart really wants them to do, but they make excuses. But here's yeah, I mean, the dilly. Here's the I mean, dilly, I guess though. if you got the People kids, you got to make the excuses. I think that's a bunch of, bunch of excuses. There's research that shows that kids will do fine with divorce. And you think about it. If, if we have, as humans, as a society, if we were that fragile, that all the bad things that happen in life, we would all perish. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Maybe we're, we're not really resilient. here and this is just an alternative universe. And it don't, <laughs> right. you thought about that but one? We but we are resilient. Yes. As humans, we are resilient, and children are very resilient. But people mm-hmm. make excuses. That's that. That's my belief. People make excuses. You know, a funny story. <laughs> Who knew this would come out of Chris Voss's mouth? <laughs> a fun- <coughs> funny story is my parents, they were uh, married for all the years, and they actually stayed together to get us out of the house, which I, I give them points for. They get an award. I don't know what that means. That's (laughs) stupid. But after we moved out for several years and stuff, my mom called me up. I'll never forget. She called us up and she goes, hey, here's a talk. Me and dad are getting divorced. And we're like, finally. And she's like, are you guys hurt? And we're like, no, we're really relieved because you two should never have been married like ever. And we've known this for 20 years and we're just glad you're coming around. But that's the point. So instead of people wanting to stay together for the wrong reasons, think about what you're not teaching your children. You're not teaching your children about love and caring and compassion, which are skills they need to know moving forward in their own lives so they get in healthy relationships. But people don't think that way. Yeah. That seems awful, though, because what will they have to... I mean, what will they do in the psychiatrist's office? They won't have anything to complain about. There'll be no scarring. That seems like you're really failing as a parent. Yes. No, I think it's awesome. You're trying to be funny, but I think it's incredible. I mean, half the reason I want to have kids was so I could scar them. But I, it's like there's really? so much stuff that you can do, and you're just like, man, what do I choose first? Do I choose 
do I, do I not hug them for their whole life and then they nip as a stripper or something? What do I do? You just, you sit and you look at them and you just go, what can I, I do that to my dog sometimes. I'm like, how can I really screw you up? And they're just like, I don't know, lock me outside, put me in a cage or a kennel or oh, something. Awesome. Well, no, you have to do the crating thing when they're babies though. They do look at you through the crate when they're babies and they're like, it's not a crate. It's a crib. <laughs> no, it's called crating the dogs. You're thinking of babies. I, I thought you were talking about babies. Baby no, dogs. I was talking about. I was talking that. about baby dogs. <laughs> Puppies. Babies means human. Puppy means baby dog. Blanca <laughs> says I can't do the daycare anymore with the cages. Yeah. <laughs> explains why CPS is always banging on my door. God damn it! I knew there's something wrong with that. <laughs> and you can. It's it's okay if they can't call CPS. They're not old enough to call CPS. Once they can start dialing those phones, they, that's your problem time. Anyway, I don't know. So what should people do? Do we need to call each other out in their lives and say, look, you're lying to me. Is that your final answer? You put the light on and you have them swear. You hook them up. You, you'd be like the meet the Fockers. You have one of those uh, CIA machines. You put them on the thing and the liar detector machine, you put them on the thing and you check them or it it all goes to your intent what's your point of telling them that if it's if it's because it's for their for you to know the truth it's going to help them it's going to keep them safe or healthy then yes if it's mm. you want to tell them the truth because all right this is the millionth and 20th time you've lied to me so i'm gone i'm out of here yeah at some point you have to protect yourself and you have to do what's good for you. And so it also depends on how you're going to call somebody out on your on a lie. Sometimes yeah. you don't tell people that they're lying because you use it as a strategy oh, or that they cool. incriminate themselves, the more evidence you're going to have. And then you can bam, serve them with papers. It's not like when my girlfriends are like, we got to talk and they pull out like that list they've been keeping for five fucking years. And this one time in 1997, you, you left the toilet seat up, you bastard. And then you did it again and again. Wow. This is a long list. I'll email this to you. And so is that sometimes where people use that to their advantage? My biggest problem, especially in relationships is I'm busy. Like, I'm doing shit. The old policy I used to have was you got one call a day with me. And I was running like three companies. I had stuff to do. And I never could figure out why I, I would catch some of my employees just talking for hours to their spouses or their significant others on the phone. And I'm like, you're going to go home and see them. You can't do this at home. Like you're doing it on my time. And I'm like, what do you fucking talk about when you go home? Cause you spend two hours talking. I don't have two hours to talk to someone. When I go home, but I guess that's a separate problem. We should have you on for again to break down that psychology. But to me, like sometimes when people that I've been in a relationship with lie to me, I just look at them and it depends on the lie, of course. But sometimes I just look at them and I go, you're really pretty and you're really hot in bed. So I'm just going to let that one slide. <laughs> just like that one wash off. But eventually they do stack Awful. and you're just like, yeah, there's not enough pretty in the world here. And I can I can probably find somebody to swing in the Vietnamese swing fuck chair all crazy. So <laughs> probably time to replace you and bring in someone else. But is that too much information? Did I share that across? Are we Way right now? too much information. I never knew Chris would would tell these stories. Yeah, I anyway. didn't. You read my mind, actually. The swing fuck chair? <laughs> no, just that oh. you would tell these stories. Oh, how would you ever know? It's like you. Oh. It's like you talked to me before <laughs> once or twice. Some things are better left unsaid, Chris. That's what lying. So there's but that. But always want to know. I've yeah. not met anyone yet that says, you know what? I like being lied to. Don't need to know if I'm being lied to. Yeah, whatever. I have not yet met that person yet. I, I've let, I let some of it slide. I think it's important, though, like you say. There's a point where you're like, hey, you're being unhealthy. We talked about my friends who were really building these stacks of cards. And there were times where I tried to have a conversation with them about it. But the problem was they'd built, you know, such a house of cards that you just, you're just like, man, I don't, they're going to have a mental collapse if they ever really decide to come to uh, look at what they did. And sometimes you feel like Bernie Madoff or other people, they, they end up in prison. No one finds Christ on prom night, as Dennis Miller used to say. And even then, sometimes facing all the lies and damage they've done and, and what they built and stuff is the thing. But yeah, I think you know, maybe you have to pick your battles But because there are times where I have sat down with friends. Sometimes I've yelled at them on Facebook because of some of the bullshit they put on a consistent basis. And I've said, hey, man, you've done some consistent posts. And you're either pulling your news from a bullshit news source. You're either obviously dissertating some unconscious bias that you have that could be racially charged or 
right. racism. And I got to call you out because you're my friend. And number one, I'm not going to be seen with you if this really is who you are. Number two, you Good. need to knock it off and wake the fuck up. And number three, um, just making up three at this point, really. There's a number there three somewhere, but I, I can't remember right now. <laughs> That's all right. But we know you mean it. Whatever that number oh. three is, it's going to be an important point. We so got it's it. number three. Because you always have to have three. That's just the rule, right? Three out of four well, doctors, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes, but here is something else. And a lot of people don't realize this, that the number three is a liar's number. Is it? Yeah. Is a lie? No, no, you didn't just lie. But what happens is you think about it. What the three, what is it? The Goldilocks and the three bears or the three oh. little pigs. Mm. Because so much of our society, we talk in groups of threes. What it was the other one? Like Menage bad things happen in threes. <laughs> Twins. Off the deep end. Twins. Twins is two, not three. So I'm not talking about that right well, now. Well, there's three if silly. you're involved in it, but never mind. <laughs> You are so silly. But anyway, this is for another psychological exam. Totally. Yeah. uh This is for episode three. (laughs) (laughs) Blanca's episode three with Chris Voss. Yeah. uh We break down Chris Voss and find out what the fuck is wrong with him. We're going to need a lot more sessions, though. (laughs) How many decades do you have? Lobotomy is the easiest way for me to go out. Um, Anyway, my apologies. Mm -hmm. So the number three can be the liar's number. Mm hmm. Mm. Does it mean every single time you hear number three, it's somebody's lying, but it is a tip. I always learn from you. So now every time I hear three, I'm going to be like, fucking liar, man. Liar <laughs> and you're totally ignoring what I said. I just qualified it. You have to qualify yeah, but I still, it's going to, it's lodged in there, man. I just took the, I just took like the piece of it and now I'm going to make it a thing. And that's what so many people do. I'll give you one last tip. Okay, so there's one last tip. Is if you is there more than one last tip, you. or are you just giving me one last tip? Because that's the <laughs> I'm end giving you one tip. last. Tip. <laughs> is there more tips, and you're just lying to me? You just don't want to give me more tips. You're holding I out said, on me. I'll give you one more last okay. tip. I didn't say there are no more, but this one. Last well, that's why I'm trying to clarify this conversation, Blanca. <laughs> Any who is that your final so, answer? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be my final answer. <laughs> this is the last tip I'm giving on the podcast today. If you suspect somebody's lying to you, okay. If you suspect somebody's lying to you, listen to what they have to say and then change the conversation. Just drop it. Bring it back up a later time, whether it's an hour, whether it's a week, whether it's a month. See how much their answer changes. Mm. See, this is why we're. The further you get away from the lie, people tend to forget. Oh my gosh, I was like last week, I'm in the good. They're not going to remember. See, this is what we were talking about. I think we did at the beginning of the show or before the show. This is why I try not to lie to my girlfriends because they will store that shit. And a week later, they'll be like, so you said you were at the <laughs> work class, right? How was that work? What was it you're doing last Friday? And you're like, I wasn't at work. I was at the bar. And you're like, shit. Oh, man. She, she saved that. It was like a ticking time bomb. And it was like it was. just around the corner there. And it spun up and exploded like a mine. I didn't see it coming. She's like Columbo. <laughs> Who did I have my show? And we talked about Columbo. Is it you? But she's, yeah, she's like Columbo. And she gets, she says, okay, I'm done with my questions. She goes to the door and she goes, one more thing. And, <laughs> your right? down. and you're just like, yeah. About that mistress. And you're like, I thought we were talking about the guys at the bar last Friday. When do we go to the mistress? <laughs> And then you're like, there is no mistress, but which one are you referring to? I don't know. <laughs> you're so funny. I try to be. So I like your laugh. This so every time you laugh, <laughs> well, thank you. It like just sets me off. Yeah. Yeah. I love people's laugh. It's like jet fuel. So especially yeah, sure. if it's funny. Unless you have a bad laugh. If you have a bad laugh, then it's not funny. Like I used to know this person when they would laugh, they'd snort. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a laugh, it was a snort. I like, am a snorter <laughs> too. Really? I do it every now and then for effect because I learned. Yeah, you from did this. it earlier on the show. Yeah, this person that I knew that snorted when they laughed. I was like, I should incorporate that and make it like a punch line sort of thing, <laughs> like a like a little bit. And so, if I want to accent yeah. something, I'll give it a little. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There you go. I want people to think I'm a pig. One of the two. So, have we learned everything there is to know about lying? And we've learned enough for today. Enough How about for that? Today. There we go. Yes, enough for yes. today. Yeah. Got to give people a reason to tune back in. As the psychologist always says to me, your time is up. Now get the fuck out of my office. And pay bill. <laughs> so there's that is lying. That- and so I think we've all got some great tips on how to learn to be better liars from Blanca. Today. <laughs> and we can all Nick take these day, out and the- use these for how to lie better. 
Lying by Blanca, the new book coming out on February 10th. I don't know why that's next year, but yeah, you can work on that. Oh my gosh. But I'm giving you until next year to get this book out. But I, how many people would subscribe to this, this uh, book? If you, if Blanca could write a book to my audience, I love you. You guys, people are wonderful. Write into the Chris Foss show and uh, tell us how much you would like to see a book on how to become a better liar. And, no, uh, how to catch a liar. Oh, how, how to, to catch a liar? liar. Yes. I always get this wrong. <laughs> Note to self. Anyway, anything more we want to plug in this before we go out, Blanca? I've interrupted you like the whole damn show and you just talked <laughs> over you a stupid story. So I'm hoping somebody either got a really good laugh out of this or they learned something. Mm-hmm. Or neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people got a really good laugh out well, of it. I think they learned off of you. They learned nothing from me. But this is why we have guests on the show because people are just yeah, like, give them good that- laughs fucking idiot again but this wonderful person he has on the show is seems interesting we should learn from that yeah so give us so your people, plugs yeah so people can find me at blancacob.com and i'm on clubhouse and instagram and twitter at blancacob facebook and youtube blancacob dash body language expert and if you are on clubhouse follow my club the body language club i talk all about body language and figuring out when someone is lying to you talk about all kinds of things from pop culture to trial du jour trial of the day and she has a funny laugh and great smile blanca there was a question i had for you what was the question i threw a compliment and it threw me out the window and trying to think of the joke but man i'll think of it right after the show ends so there it goes we'll just save it for later we'll save it for the next show that's why you need to tune in to the next show Chris Voss show. Anyway, guys, there you go. We've be sure to watch Blanca's show. I learned a whole mess from that show also on body language. You can go search it on the Chris Voss show for body language. But Blanca taught me a lot about if you're a podcaster, you're doing a lot of these Zoom meetings like we are lately, how to look like you actually give a shit when your boss is talking and stuff <laughs> for your body language. If you're Jeffrey Tubin, uh-huh. how to basically make it really seem like you're really into the moment more. Body language gives <laughs> I get that image in my head, damn it. No, you tell the joke, you don't put the image in your head. That's the way it works. Exactly. So anyway, there you go. Anyway, am I, it's enough fucking around. No, uh, uh, whatever. Just go to like all the sites <laughs> and, all the shit and all the things. Just go to all of them. Just go to all the fucking things.com. That's what probably you should buy, all the things.com, and just do it. As long as Blanca keeps laughing, like I'm never going to stop telling jokes. Here. Oh, there you go. We'll end the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Stay safe, wear your mask. We'll see you guys next time.